0: Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to The Natural Nipple Podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple. And be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate.
1: I'm super excited for today's topic, which is less than seamless bottle to breast transitions. And we have with us Amanda, who's the founder of 10 to 12 Baby Lounge. Amanda's a mom of twins that were actually preemie. And so with that, I'd love for you to give a bit about your background, Amanda, and how you actually like came up with this passion for 10 to 12
2: Baby Lounge. Yes, thank you for including me today. So um, 10 to 12 Baby Lounge it stands for the 10 to 10 to 12 actually stands for the 10 to 12 months from conception the theory came from dr harvey Carp. so his idea was that um the human babies are born a little bit too early compared to other animals when the babies are born there most of them can walk they can run but our human babies are kind of helpless right we we need to do everything for them so we want to recreate that feeling of they're still in the womb and being comfortable so we want to make product and we made product that makes them feel snug warm and very comfortable and that's how tend to 12th uh, Baby Lounge was created.
1: I love that. And it's so true. Like humans as mammals, right? Like you think about it and giraffes are born and they literally like jump out and, and start running. So human babies do need this extra period of like care and attention and bonding. And I know you had your own experience being your mom yourself um, of two Nikki babies. And would you talk a little bit about that journey and sort of what became the catalyst for you realizing there's a gap in market with really quality, um, comfortable,
2: like baby wear? Okay, so um, I gave birth to my twins, Iggy and Chloe, and I often felt isolated um, during the first year of their life and the daily routine and became very monotonous. So we, I just felt like, okay, so we need to create some stories to share with these babies especially when they try to go to retro and i try to put them to sleep and we i would read books and they would be still be awake (laughs) like okay this is bright and i'm not ready to sleep so i would (laughs) shut down everything turn off the lights close the curtain and i would turn on the lullaby music in the background and start making up stories in the dark and a lot of these stories has become Uh, our story on the blankets and the stories that we actually recorded for other moms to play for their babies to go to sleep. So um, with the journey with them, I learned a lot of things, (laughs) of course. And first of all, they were preemies and we had some um, extra challenge at the beginning. Um, I couldn't get them to breastfeed for example. And they also had very sensitive skin. So uh, I was looking for blankets for them. We traveled a lot too. So on the plane was always cold. I tried to find blankets that's warm and natural so that it's uh, good on their skin and there's not much chemical and toxic uh, chemicals. So I often found cotton and cashmere were helpful. But cotton usually after a few washes get, become very dry. And then the cashmere on the market at the time was always, um, you have to dry clean them. That's another chemical process. So, yeah. so that's why um, I created these machine washable cashmere and also our organic cotton, Muslim blankets.
1: And I love that you remember back to those moments where you were describing like these two newborns are fresh out of the womb. They're sort of used to this dark, cozy, tight experience. And so you like innately began trying to emulate what that is, right? Like you shut down the lights, you started telling these stories in a very soothing tone. And now that those stories have actually translated their way onto the blanket.
2: Yeah, I do feel like this brand is how I moved my life from being this fashion designer in the fashion world into what I love doing now is we created this world for new moms.
1: And it's so awesome that you've figured out a way to also source these really comfortable uh, materials. Can you tell me a little bit more about Exactly like you were saying, like the cashmere can be really challenging to maintain. Um, But with your materials, how do they differ? And can you talk to us about that process? Yeah,
2: so we spent a lot of time. It took us about a year to get the first initial uh, collection of cashmere. And we wanted to make sure they're machine washables. And we also don't want it to get dry or become Uh, flumsy after a few washes so we test it again and again so now our current blanket the more you wash it the fluffier it gets it's amazing I I still my daughter still use hers as a, a shawl when we eat outside she loves it and she connects with them. Like she calls them by the names of the animal that's printed on them. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's like, "Oh, I want my kiwi. I go get my kiwi for for dinner." So it's like it's a connection that's very sweet. And I know um, our cashmere blanket has no dye on them, so like it's very very hypoallergenic for their skin. We, we love the cashmere. Obviously, I can keep talking about cashmere. At the same time, we do realize, you know, we want more and more moms to be able to buy these blankets. It's not just the cashmere. Like, a lot of moms prefer cotton. So, we created the organic cotton ones, and we made sure that everything is gold certified. And we uh, recently launched a, a joint venture with a Peruvian company. So we're going to uh, make all the new uh, baby wire, the in Peruvian cotton. That's a whole other conversation because I am just so <laughs> excited. I don't know if you know about Peruvian and Egyptian cotton. They are st- the, the, the fiber is so much longer than the regular cotton. So you can keep washing them. They'll never peel and they're just so soft and Ooh. absorbs baby sweat 20 times. Of its own weight, so yes,
1: this is very, very exciting. so <laughs> yes. we have the story blankets now there's a cotton version as well as the cashmere, but it sounds like you're going into infant wear um with the Peruvian cotton, which I can't wait to like feel it and see it. This is awesome, <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to circle back, actually, Amanda, and talk a little bit more about your experience, like you said, which was really the catalyst for creating 10 to 12. And you described having, you know, twins that were in the NICU and the breastfeeding, you couldn't get them to breastfeed. So would you be open to sharing a little bit about how that went?
2: Um, Yes, yes, I'd love to because I, I really want other moms to hear this. So obviously nobody planned to have preemies. And so it was a big shock and your body is in shock because i also had to have a c-section because my daughter broke the water and my son wasn't gonna come out <laughs> so, and they were super tiny she was only three pounds and 12 ounces and when they came out my heart was broken because they're so small and I just felt like they're so helpless and i wanted to help them uh, and the nurse told me oh you have to pump every three hours otherwise uh, you're not gonna have enough milk for twins so of course i took it literally and i set my alarm at 3 p.m 6 p.m 12 9 p.m 12 (laughs) a.m and then literally it rains every three hours throughout the night too so um i couldn't get them to latch on at the beginning because they're so small and after the first few days i have to leave to go home so every day I never forgot, like I would pump and pump and pump. And finally I got a little milk and then we bring it immediately to the NICU. So every day that was my routine. And finally after a couple of weeks, I got more and more milk. But the milk was fed to them in these bottles, these small bottles. And they had to mix them with very high calorie um, bottle milk. So um, they mixed it and then gave it to them, Mm -hmm. even though every day I was in the NICU and I'm trying to put them out to latch on, but it's so difficult because they were so small and they're learning how to eat and they still had feeding tubes in them for the first couple of weeks it was they they couldn't leave the NICU until they learned how to eat but that took 21 days so it was quite a traumatizing experience now we look back everything is fine my son is like 9 years old wearing 14 year old clothes but <laughs> i don't know if it has anything to do with me obsessing about pumping every 3 hours i've pumped everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. It, you took it so seriously. And I absolutely commend you because that 21 days sounds like you can't even put into words probably how intense emotionally right. that is as well as physically. And I think that for one, like nobody is ever expecting or really prepared, like you said, to have that experience with your baby being in the neonatal intensive care unit and then what can make it even more challenging for you is I don't know if you had um trouble producing milk because when you know you're away from the baby that oxytocin is really important and that skin to skin to help with letdown and if the pump flange doesn't like fit properly that can cause a lot of pain as well like if you're every three hours doing this and I don't know if you had skin breakdown or mastitis but it sounds like you really (laughs) you like fought through that I I
2: did fight through the first 21 days and um and you know you're like so ready to go right when your baby came out you're ready to go but with the c-section you know it was difficult but I fought through it And I think um, the harder part came along when it comes to the breast milk was once they got home and I was trying to breastfeed. (laughs) That was so challenging. And nobody tells you about this, but after 21 days being in the NICU and being used to the bottles, they just learn how to eat, drink from the bottle instead of the feeding tube. And now you're trying to like, la- put them on and latch onto your boobs. It's just not gonna work, right? So they don't, <laughs> they don't want to make that effort. It's an extra effort for them to get the milk out of your breasts.
1: Yes, exactly. And you're not alone at all. Like. What we noticed in our research is that especially moms of NICU babies or multiples, you know, where you've had to very early on introduce a standard bottle, all have this experience because really... Bottles in the past have not been designed after unique nipple geometry and, more importantly, milk flow at different eight stages of development for moms. So if they don't have a little bit of resistance, like when they come to bottle, of course, when they're like being introduced to breasts, they're like, what is this? This is different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> you know? So that's kind of what we call nipple confusion, and we found it goes both ways. You know, so for moms that are going back to work who had never introduced a bottle and then introduced one, sometimes the baby doesn't take it because they're so preferential and used to breast. Sometimes they take it, and then that nipple confusion happens. They don't want to come back to breast. And so it's really important that we talk about experiences like this because um like even coming from a background as a nurse practitioner i was just i was really shocked that we kind of look the other way when we're talking to new moms it's like yeah like pump do this do like breastfeed it for as long as you can for like hopefully six months but we're not acknowledging the tools and that exist on the market and how they can really present a challenge there
2: yeah it was challenging i never forgot my son's after like months he finally like latched on and he was happy but my daughter just wouldn't do it i've tried everything possible uh consultant i've tried the shield i guess they make a shield um that you if you put some milk in there already so the at the beginning they can get the milk easier without much effort so that they can try to give more and more effort once she's used to the milk but I, my son would do it my daughter just wouldn't she would just take that bite of milk and then she's like now what (laughs) and then she would start (laughs) crying and I would be sweating and she's sweating the two of us would be like struggle for half an hour to an hour every feed and I'm like oh my god I got another hour and then I gotta go do this again (laughs) yeah
1: and so this is like what did your breastfeeding consultants at the time what was their advice to you when you explain these daily fights that you were
2: having oh no she was watching me this is barbara i can tell you this she's very well respected barbara from the pump station and everybody says the wonderful things about her and i'm like great so i'm like oh excited to have her We had her like three, four times a week at our house, just like trying to get me to breastfeed. And then I I think after a month and a half, she's like, Amanda, you need to give up. I'm like, what (laughs) did you say? She's like, your nipple is going to fall off if you keep doing it. It's like I was bleeding and it's just my daughter would bite me. (laughs) It's like, where is the milk?
1: Exactly. And like that, you know that that's rare if a breastfeeding consultant and a lactation consultant is like we need to take care of your skin here, like first and foremost. And so, um, you know, for anybody that's joining from your audience, um, I I didn't introduce myself in the beginning, but I'm Lauren and I'm the founder of the natural nipple. And I love having real conversations like this with other moms and all the other founders as well, because I actually came into you know, the infant feeding space from my research and from realizing even though I didn't directly experience this as a mom myself I was studying in my PhD the like importance of breast milk for establishing immune development microbiome development and really like as preventative medicine for the next generation because we know all the benefits right and and I think especially on the west coast more moms are educated and know like the importance of it but the reality is, it's not easy. Like 92% of parents are explaining these latching frustrations. And so I'm like, well, I think I have an idea of how we could make this better. And when another scientist had studied how fast the milk was coming out of every existing bottle right now on the market, I was like, Oh, my God, like, first and foremost, no one ever studied lactation over time, how fast milk is coming out of breast, like, that's really where we need to to start to make the benchmark for a data driven feeding system so every two and a half months you know as your baby's needs increase and they get stronger they're getting a milk flow that's more similar to what will come out of your own body um and then also like the shape i noticed of bottles is just pretty standard and i'm like well maybe it would help with that initial latch if it was modeled after mom like after real nipple geometry and so i started with a handheld 3D scanner and going into these lactation classes in the hospital. And I remember Amanda, like um, there was another mom that had preemie infants. Her husband was deployed and one of her nipples was inverted. And so she was going through what you were experiencing and like totally alone at home. And so at first I was like, People are going to think this is so weird. Like, I have this scanner. (laughs) They're going to be like, what are you doing? But she was so desperate. She was like, I really think this would help if you designed a bottle nipple after my breast. And while you're at it with this 3D scan, can you make a better fitting nipple shield and make it glow in the dark because it pops off in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So really, like... You know if i love that you know you started 10 to 12 because you realized there was a gap in industry for you with like clean safe comfortable luxury linens essentially for babies um the natural nipple was started and took years of research really to build now i'm like looking back as we were talking to health insurance companies and johnson and johnson and the national science foundation The first question is, like, well, why doesn't it exist? This makes so much sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, 3D scanning technology is relatively new. The way that we study milk flow, we have, you know, ultrasound now. There's a lot of new advancements, but there wasn't ever a huge demand to change from 200 years ago how we started making these really flimsy 33 cent nipples because they sell no matter what. Like, people are buying them. So, this is really like, An exciting time because we beta tested at the beginning of the year and for exactly the experience like you had that, like you said, those fights over getting baby to latch for like 30 minutes to an hour across the board. Every mom that tried had that reduced time to latch to their own breast as well as reduced time to latch to bottle. Perceived frustration, you know, like fussiness in that process of getting the baby to latch um, as well as actually
2: reduce colic. So I'm so well. that's another thing I had to deal with, right. with the colic. So what, tell me more about this bottle. I'm like curious, like more and more curious, even though I'm not having more babies, <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell my friends about it um, because there was such a struggle for me. Right. So your bottle that the baby can switch between the breast and your bottle at any time it's, and they will know the difference.
1: They haven't had any complaints of latching frustration in our beta testing group. It's actually, we wanted to do it with moms that have tried a bottle already, as well Mm -hmm. as moms that didn't. And compared to competitors, it reduced the time to get that, you know, it reduced that daily fight to get baby to breast. So I'm super excited. You know, I didn't want to launch to the market until we had all the 3D scans until we had all the lactation flow data, have made sure we have built it as closely as possible to mom, and then that it was actually working with a group of moms, too. So um, we, like, made a really easy latch match, like, technology. So all you have to do is, on our website, you are walk through a really quick tutorial on how to take two measurements of your breast, and then you're paired with the shape that's best for your own. Um, And so then based on your baby's age, you get then sent an updated flow rate in your unique shape. So um, that's why it's called Latch Match. And we're launching in Q1 of next year. So just keep your eye (laughs) out.
2: Well, I know it takes so much of your time and work and thank you so much for your dedication to making these. I know the first time I talked to you was, has it been two years? It was before COVID, right? It's been a couple of years since I know about this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's taken, in all honesty, it's like taken way longer than I thought to build a new product. And of course, there's different iterations of like the prototype, right? And so I think there was a lot of push from investors to just put something out there on the market, but I really wanted to make sure it was doing what I intended for it to do, which was make feeding easier for parents, make breastfeeding easier for parents. So we had to do a ton of data collection for the last four years to really make it work the way that it is. Um, And I, I love hearing about your journey so openly because I think, I think in the mo- moment, moms are usually so task saturated that they don't really know exactly where to turn. Um, and oftentimes can really feel like, is something wrong with my body? Am I doing this wrong? And the more we share about the challenges that are really going on with this breastfeeding process, the more we can realize where those tools lie. Um, and so we thought it was really important as well for including a virtual visit. So this is actually the first bottle that comes with healthcare built in. So if in the assessment for latch match, if you think that your baby might have a tongue tie or some sort of palate deformation, we do a virtual call with a primary care provider that's on our team to make sure that we are sending you the best bottle for their anatomical needs as well.
2: Oh, wow. So you thought through everything, (laughs) what a package. (laughs) <laughs> wow! Thank you so much for having me today. This is quite impressive, and I can't wait to see these bottles. Yeah, I'm gonna put them in my in our uh, baby's first gift box for the keepsake box and send them to other moms.
1: Yes, I'm just so excited for what you're doing, as well as being able to collaborate and you know really make sure feeding is easier for more parents. And um, for those that are listening, what we'll do is we'll process this live, we'll put it out as a podcast. So if you miss part of it, um, you'll be able to know where to find 10 to 12 and stay up to date on when they're actually getting um, their new line of Peruvian cotton. So
2: where can our audience find you, Amanda? So our website uh address is ten to twelve baby lounge dot com. The number is spelled out as one zero t o one two. So and our handles for all in uh Instagram, Facebook it's uh ten to twelve baby lounge. The same thing with the number one zero to one two. And
1: I've seen your product and it is beautiful. Like
2: this <laughs> Thank is you.
1: This is the product like if you're stuck and you don't know what to bring to a baby shower and you want something that's conscious and actually like not only comfortable and safe for the baby but just a beautiful thing to gift this is the
2: go-to product <laughs> thank you so much and we all obviously we put a lot of attention to details even including our boxes they are keepsake boxes so um we have a little envelope for baby's first hair and baby's first everything else because the hair really was a big thing because i lost my baby's first hair because they went for the baby first haircut and they gave me this little envelope and i don't know where i put it so
1: <laughs> if it's
2: on the box it will be always be there right exactly
1: i thought that was beautiful and then before we jump off i'd love for you to finish off with like a testimonial or just your favorite unexpected feedback that you got because I know you started doing the stories recently
2: yes yes so one of the most um memorable testimonial we received is or someone one of our customers said that it's so nice to know that uh, a company cares so much about the baby's skin which yes. is true because you know that that sometimes we don't think about oh this is so cute but then you're like oh is toxic <laughs> so we want we want to make sure like everything we make is toxin free and we want to make sure we can get it even though we love color but we try to keep it as minimum as possible mm-hmm. and so that we can have um great natural products for our babies
1: I love that. And just, you know, from a background in healthcare, the skin's the largest organ and you're so susceptible when you're small to absorbing things through your skin. So it really is important, you know, to have as clean as possible products, minimal dyes, but you've done a really great job as well with creating a brand that, uh, I think masterfully, um, expresses this more minimalistic palette, a neutral palette. So
2: it's, it's gorgeous, and it's on trend, and it's safe. Thank you so much. And we, our product now goes up to four years old. We started adding the toddler collection so that our baby can grow with us. So they always feel nurtured and adored and connected. And can bring Kiwi with them. Yes.
1: <laughs> Realizing the versatility. Now it's a fashion trench. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, Well, I love that, Amanda. And thank you so much for taking the time really to share about your experience with less than easy um, latching when you came home from the NICU. And telling us a little bit more about 10 to 12 baby lounge and what you offer so be sure to let us know as well when you're launching your next product line we would love to announce it in our newsletter and thank you so much well please do the
2: same let us know when you have your first bottle to ship of course (laughs) i'm like where were you 10 years ago lauren I know. I
1: couldn't believe bottles hadn't been, like, really revolutionized since in France 200 years ago, when really moms didn't have to leave. They were expected to stay in the house for six months during that period of wet nursing. So I'm like, we live a different lifestyle now in a world, you know, where you... You want to be able to do the best thing for your baby, but you can't be with them 24-7. So this is really a modern solution for nursing. And um, I'm just grateful to be able to talk about it with you. So for anyone listening that hasn't been to our site, if you want to be notified of when we're launching, um, you can actually pre-order now. Like I said, we're expecting Q1 of next year. So spring but when we have a tighter timeline if you go to our site and enter your email you'll be sent updates um, as the product journey gets closer and closer to launch
2: so exciting lauren (laughs) hey
1: well i'm really looking forward to circling back with you for the next product launch amanda and thank you again for your time today